Hi, I'm Candice Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with M. Sorcier, the artist and creator behind the upcoming Kickstarter, Sacrimony Chapter One. Welcome, M. Hello. How you doing? I'm all right. Well, thank you for joining us here today. Thank you for reaching out to me for an interview. But um, outside my introduction, who is M. Sorcier in their own words? That is a good question. <laughs> well, I'm a self-taught artist and writer from Bronx, New York. I've been kind of like dreaming about Sacrimony since I was like 12 years old, which was a very long time ago, a couple of decades. So it's cool to be able to actually like get it out into comic form and like, you know, actually have people read it. It's still really surreal. I'm like, people are giving me money for this thing like that's come out of my head. This is amazing. But yeah, I mean, other than that, on a personal level, I'm a pretty boring person. I have cats. I like to crochet you know, the standard old people stuff. Well, it's not boring being a creator and creating your own ideas and putting them out there. And then you told me you play d and I do. Boring. You're like, I play D&D. Well, that's, that's really fun. It's probably one of the best parts of my day. And yeah, it's like you're socializing and it's a game. So like win-win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, normally I don't really like socializing, but being with them for whatever reason... Being with them, I don't get tired of it at the table. At least at, at the table. Some games we play is virtual, but I prefer to be at the table. Yeah, I mean, then you can see everybody's, like, weird gestures and stuff, like, as they're describing things. Like, you don't really get the full effect on camera. Yeah, yeah. And then you crochet. Crocheting is hard. Like, machines can't crochet. They literally cannot do that. Yeah, I kind of feel like, all right, well, that's one thing that machines can't take away from me. Because, you know, there's, like, AI art and there's AI writing. And I'm like, yes. I still have crochet though. Uh-huh. So what is Sacrimony Chapter 1 actually about? It's about a lot of things, but mainly it's about a girl who died, but then she got better. But the catch is that she came back with no memory of her past. Uh, she has magical powers now, and she has these like gigantic white demon wings that she has to hide from society. Uh-huh. And her mother is like the only one who kind of sort of knows what happens but or what happened to her but she like she's being really evasive in terms of answering questions because she just doesn't want to deal with it she just wants to focus on like basically just living a normal life in the big city like you know having a job and paying bills and stuff like that so it's it's a very down-to-earth fantasy story because you have these characters who are like oh well there's like gods and demons and stuff but it's really about just like how the characters themselves like just kind of get on with their lives it's not like all right well she died and she came back and she wants revenge it's like no she died and she came back and now they have to like blend in with society Uh uh-huh um could you, I guess, elaborate a little bit more on your creative process as a whole on Sacrimony? Like, I, pre- I previewed your website, and it appears, that, like, like you said, it's something you've been working on for a really long time. Like, could you walk us through the process from then to now? Uh, you know, like, in terms of finding a process, it was, it was an interesting path, because at first I thought, like, all right, well, I have to have a script, I have to have it, like, super polished, and this and that, and, like, I admit I cannot write a script to save my life. Like if someone put a gun to my head and they're like, write a script right now, I'd just be like, no, not happening. Like it just, it doesn't click with me. Like when I type out the words and the actions and stuff, it still doesn't like register in my brain. So it's easier for me to just like 
like I know what needs to be said but I don't yet know like you know I can't like script actions or scenes or whatever so I just kind of type out the dialogue on the comic page because I start I do my thumbnails digitally so I type out like the words on there and then I kind of like form the pictures around what's being said and then that's where like the editing happens it's like it sounds weird but it's a process that just works for me better than like sitting there and like scripting out an entire issue like in script format and then yeah I mean once I do the thumbnails then it's like standard stuff like pencils inks colors and then when I do the lettering, I also go back and I make another pass at like the dialogue and stuff and just tweak things and refine it and like make it better because the initial thing I wrote was basically just to like get the gist of what's being said. And I'm like, you know what? I'll worry about that later when I get to lettering. Mm-hmm. So where did the idea of Sacrimony actually come from? Uh Oh, man. That's taking me back, way back. Was it inspired by a movie? Was it something that you read from another creator or another maybe famous author or, you know, something you just happened, you were like walking, you know, in in nature or wherever, you know, wherever nature is in this in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I live kind of close to nature. I'm, I'm close to the zoo, so that's nice. But uh-huh. uh, actually real life kind of inspired Sacramony because a lot of it, is very much based on real life and like how people act. So I was a child of immigrants and I was born here. And it's interesting, like the different perceptions that everyone has of each other. Like my parents thought about America a certain way and, you know, they automatically thought that everyone here was like, you know, bad or whatever, like people who didn't look like us were bad people. And then like, me growing up among a lot of people who didn't look like me and seeing that like no they're actually not bad people there's like there's a lot of cool people here that do not look like me like everything's gonna be okay and yeah I mean that's kind of how I came up with the main character Kajad who is like the teenage girl who has demon wings which is like everyone's perception of her is gonna be like oh well you know she's bad she's evil she's a demon when it's just like no she's just like a regular girl that happens to have wings And yeah, I mean, that's kind of the theme throughout the whole thing is just that like, like not everything that you think is bad is actually bad. Not everything that you think is good is actually good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like she can't live her life in fear. And maybe that's, I don't know about her mom, but maybe her mom, well, is is her mom, does her mom, I don't want to ruin it, but like, does her mom want her to go out there and live her life? Or she kind of like, maybe, maybe kind of like hold her back a little bit. Her mom has her own set of issues where it's like she's kind of like the single immigrant mom who is like trying to raise her daughter. But also at the same time, like you find out it's it's not a super duper spoiler because it's like right in the beginning of the comic. But like she didn't want this kid to begin with. But now she's stuck with this kid and this kid now has demon wings. So, you know, she has to try to pretend that she has a normal life and a normal job. And like she she doesn't want a lot to do with this kid so she's just like you know what hide your wings stay inside and it'll all make sense later hopefully Mm -hmm. so yeah she's not like the you know the textbook like loving supportive mom who's like oh honey you can do anything she's more of just like she's mentally checked out already she sounds more like more like the aunt or like the older sister who was like (laughs) 20 years older and got stuck with their little sister that's what kind of sounds like 
Yeah, I mean, also, like, she she did have her kid kind of young, and that was, like, a whole other thing. But, yeah, I mean, like, by young, I think she was, like, 20, which is not super-duper young, but also not at a great time. Yeah. So what's the most difficult aspect of being an artist or creator in general that you've encountered that you feel like never gets easier? Sitting there with a blank page in front of me. Like, it is always scary to just open up a page and it's blank and I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with this? And then, you know, it's like, once I get the dialogue and stuff down, then it's just like, oh my God, how am I going to draw this? And then just trying to figure out, like, how to do the thing that needs to be done. It never gets easier. It's always intimidating. Uh Uh-huh. So I guess, what are some other challenges that you face, especially being a self-taught artist? um that I guess you were surprised or that you were glad that you overcame like learning how to how to draw maybe hands like even to this day for me hands is something that's really really hard to draw or like eyes and different perspectives or even trying to connect and network with other people within the community so like what challenges have you faced that you've overcome Uh, I mean, coloring was a huge issue for me when I first started. So like, I'm glad I finally got a handle on that. Like, it probably took me, I'd say four years or so to figure out how to color Sacramony properly, or like in a way that made sense. And that was like an easy process for me. Mm Because like the colors were rough to begin with. I started it as a webcomic in like 2016. And the art, the writing, everything was like super rough. And then uh, when I did the Kickstarter stuff in 2021. It was like a complete relaunch. Like I had redone all the art. I read it all the writing, which a lot of people say is like, oh, you're crazy. Why would you do that? You had like 300 pages of comic already. But I was like, it was 300 pages of not a very good comic. And it's not like you can sell that and stand there to tell people like, don't worry, the art gets better. Like the writing gets better. Just just hang in there. You know, you got to get them from like the first issue. So, yeah, I mean, just in terms of teaching myself, like, how to be a better artist, how to be a better writer, like, that's a huge accomplishment, especially because, once again, like, I didn't go to school for any of this. Uh, Networking is always eternally hard, I think, especially because, like, I don't like to be on social media and, like, everyone else I know is on social media and they're like, oh, you got to be on Twitter, you got to do this. I'm like, every time I open Twitter, I get depressed and then I close it. Like, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. I, or even like Instagram or whatever too. It's just like, I don't know what's up with Instagram's algorithm, but it's like, I'll see the same five posts over and over again for like a week. And I'm like, this isn't helpful. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, networking, I think is always going to be hard. It was easier at conventions and like, I don't know, maybe I'll go back to conventions someday, but that's also incredibly expensive. Like they just get more and more expensive. I don't think there's any that I really know of that's like, less than $250 for a table, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's always going to be a challenge to just like let people know I exist and that I'm doing a cool thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I try to tell people to stick to like local events um, even and even like one day stuff, not even a whole weekend um, because it's the it's the money part that comes into play um if you don't have a lot of stuff 
Um, and a lot of times it's not either the table is going to be like free or it's going to be really, really cheap in a way. And then you get to network with people who are there locally within your whatever city. Um, and there was one person I spoke to, I think they're from like Idaho and locally for them is different for locally from someone like us who's in a city, whereas they're in Idaho, they're in the middle of nowhere. Right. I was like, well, you know somebody from in your town that does something similar to you that has been to another town over that's like two, three hours away. And they've done stuff there, but you just kind of have to ask around in a way. Yep. So that's what you kind of have to do. Like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to network with people, like go out as much as we creators hate it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you're kinda you're kinda you kinda have to. Um, so yeah, doing these interviews has helped me with that, pretty much talking with people all the time and and describing what I do and how I try to help with you know providing a platform for people that's free and virtual so it can reach as many people as possible. But yeah, it's just pretty much what you kind of have to do in a way, as much as we don't like it. Yeah, I there were local events that I really liked that just stopped happening because of the pandemic, which is really sad. There was a con that a friend of mine used to run at FIT and like tables were free. And the, you know, the catch was that you had to do like portfolio reviews for FIT students, which like I'm fine with doing that. But yeah, I mean, it, it didn't really survive the pandemic and then they tried to do it virtually and like it didn't turn out that great. So they just they haven't done it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happened to a few local events like women in comics used to have these like awesome events, but I haven't heard anything about it this year. And usually their tables are like super affordable. And I think also the cool thing about like the smaller local events is that like. How do I say it? it's like people aren't going there to see specifically like a big name where it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to go and like get Jim Lee's autograph and I'm going to leave. It's like, no, I'm here to find like some weird indie comics and like meet some creators. And it's like, it's just a totally different vibe and it's so much better too. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, what's something that you've learned along the way that you wish someone would have told you when you first started? Uh, oh man, probably that there's no one set specific way to make a comic where it's like you have to just kind of mess around and mess up a lot first before you figure out what works for you because like I messed up a lot in the beginning and I was like oh my god there's probably something wrong with me like I don't know what I'm doing I can't make a comic and like that stalled me for so many years like yeah considering I've been thinking about this for like decades it was just like I was like oh my god I can't do this I can't write a script I can't do that and it was like you don't have to do all of that. You just have to find a method that works for you. And yeah, you're going to mess up a lot, but like, don't get discouraged. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, outside of working on uh, Sacrimony, uh, specifically with chapter one and like redoing every, everything that you said before, but outside of it, how well do you um, find balance for your life? And how do you typically manage your mental well-being when you become stressed, frustrated, or overwhelmed? Oh, man. I've only recently started finding a balance, actually, because, like, 
for the first few years that I had started running the Kickstarters, I was just like, no, I have to focus on the comic. I have to do this. I have to focus on Kickstarter. And, you know, it was just like, it wasn't a healthy place to be in because especially when you don't feel like people are paying enough attention, it like you start to take it really personally as opposed to, it's like, rationally, it's like, okay, I'm just starting up. Not a lot of people know me or whatever. Like, I'm not going to automatically get like 300 backers on the first campaign. But at the same time, like, when you're spending so much of your time and like putting so much of yourself into it and you're just like, oh, this is kind of what I got. Like, it's, it's a bit, like, it's hard to handle, but at the same time, like, it makes total sense. Mm -hmm. And, oh man, I forgot what the question was. I'm so sorry. Can you repeat it? I feel like I went off on a tangent. Yeah. Mental health. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, you do have to take a step back and you have to keep reminding yourself that like the things are not going this way because you're not quite at the level that you think you should be at or whatever like you know we're always a lot cooler in our heads than we are in real life sometimes and yeah I mean I learned to just chill out more like I've I got hobbies so that I could keep myself distracted from like you know refreshing the kickstarter page over and over and I kind of decided to like spend less time working on the comic so that I don't always feel like I'm burnt out 24-7. Like, I guess it's just a matter of, like, knowing when you're burnt out, knowing when to take a break. Like, if you have to take a couple of weeks and, like, regain your composure and, like, you know, kind of rekindle your love for what you're working on. Because there are times where I'm just like, oh, my God, I hate working on comics. I don't want to do this. Like, Like, what is your brain trying to tell you at that point, I guess? It's not that you you know, hate comics forever. It's that you're like overloaded and you can't handle working on it right now. So like take a break, like, I don't know, go to the gym, make a blanket, do something like just, just don't do comics at that time. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, speaking of the Kickstarter, um, is there anything else you want to touch on about Sacrimony uh, chapter one specifically that we may have missed as a whole, um, maybe discuss rewards for potential backers? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, a trade paperback collection of issues one through five so that's already like 154 pages plus I added on another 11 pages of story that I couldn't fit into the single issues uh plus there's gonna be at least like 15 pages of Q&A comics that like readers have asked me so it's not just that they ask me but they also ask the characters things and I get to like answer them in comic form in really silly ways uh, so yeah, there's the trade paperback. I also did a, a set of black metal tarot cards. It's not a, it's not a full set, but basically all of my covers have been tarot card themed. So I have like the Ace of Wands, Two of Wands, and stuff until the Five of Wands for issue five, and then the cover for the trade paperback is the Fool. So like, it's basically all of that in like black metal tarot card form, which looks really cool. It's just black metal, and there's like the white line work. And it's actual tarot card size, which is pretty cool. Like, I'm I'm a sucker for tarot cards. I'm not, like, particularly spiritual or anything, but I just really love the imagery. So, mm-hmm. like, getting to make my own is just like, yes, my dream. Oh, Even cool. if it is just, like, the first six. I'm still super happy with that. Uh-huh. Um, so when does, I'm sorry, when does it actually, when does the Kickstarter actually launch? Because right now, as we're recording it's still in, I guess, in the pre-launch stage, yep. but when does it actually launch? Uh, Next week, April 6th. April 6th until yeah. when, do you know? 
Uh, I have to check my calendar really quick. I, I did 18 days because that's really as long as I can keep the energy up for. So what's what's six plus 18? That's 24, I believe. Yeah. So it's it ends on the 24th. On the 24th. Cool, cool, yep. cool. All right. Well, again, I want to thank M. Sorcier, the artist and creator behind the upcoming Kickstarter, Sacrimony Chapter 1, for joining us here today. All of her socials and website will be listed in this episode's details alongside Sacramony Chapter 1's pre-launch Kickstarter link for those who are interested in supporting the comic when it does launch. Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Thank you. Thanks.